Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check, check, check. What up, world? This is the man with the plan, Burt McGurk, a.k.a. PR, the king of hearts. And you are now tuned in to Clocking Out, the podcast you listen to when you need to get motivated and inspired to doing bigger and better things. What is going on, everybody? How you doing? How you living? How you been? Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Today, we have a guest speaker that's going to um, give us more information about the NFT collection called Fuzzy Mints. Um, guest speaker, can you please introduce yourself? Tell us who you are and give us a little bit about yourself. Of course. Sure. So my name is Sabah uh, Salim Barsi. I am based in Bahrain. I am uh, a game dev entrepreneur, actually. I run a game development studio along with my husband that we founded in uh, 2018. And Fuzzy Mints is actually a product of our studio. So we got into Web3 in April of 2021. So last year, so it's been more than a year. Wow. Um, and we first heard about the space uh, from a friend who said, well, why don't you look into it? Because you guys are all techie and you love art and creation. So we said, yeah, that's us. Um, so we looked into it. Um, and we absolutely fell in love with the space. We fell in love with the potential. We fell in love with the art. We fell in love with the community, with the people in Web3. And so we, uh, I started creating one-of-one art at first to kind of test the space and see what's happening. And then and around um, May is when I decided to create a collection for our studio, which was going to be, con- uh, be lead into a play-to-earn game, uh, a blockchain game. So we created Fuzzy Mints because they made us happy. The first fuzzy mint that I created was actually back in April, which was a 2D um, fuzzy mint, and it made people really happy. So I kind of ran with it. I made it uh, deeper. I made it a 3D um, animated NFT and made a collection of 5,555. And fuzzy mints are all about positive vibes. They are all about um, spreading positivity. We are a family-friendly brand. And uh, we are just really excited to build in Web3 in this amazing niche of being family friendly and uh, yeah we are minting right now that sounds amazing and you mentioned how it's uh you're, you're part of like a gaming you have like gaming background as far as is it just specifically in the web3 space or is it in anything else no we have been developing mobile games since 2018 mobile and pc games we have uh, published quite a few games for the mobile um, as well we worked with a few publishers as well in the mobile gaming industry Um, it was around 2020 when we actually um, our, our studio was kind of I don't know, we were in, in survival mode because of COVID. A lot of our um, agreements with publishers fell through. And so we were just doing games for other publishers. So our game dev experience actually goes back to 2014. Um, and we've been doing this for a while. Um, games are, we, we love games, we breathe games, we, we play games, we we play co-op games together. Um, you know, our, our two-year-old plays video games. We just think it's an amazing, amazing um, media. It's an amazing form of interactive uh, you know, interactive uh, media that is available to us. And so, uh, so yeah, we've been gaming for a while and developing games for a while. That's really impressive. And um, to, to go from a lot of people really don't, <clears throat> well, now it's probably shifting, but um, I know growing up, a lot of people weren't really into mobile gaming. That was something that a lot of people, I guess it was mostly due to the technology that we had and our phones weren't capable um, of handling, you know, games that would keep people entertained. And they were really like basic stuff, I guess, like uh, 
what were the games like Angry Birds or something like that. <laughs> and then for a while, it started evolving into people actually getting up and going out in public, which was like the Pokemon Go era. And now we have things like NFTs and the Web3 space that's changing things. So along with not only the technology that runs these phones changing and uh, the possibility of the Web3 space and how that's evolving using the blockchain technology, but also our cell phones are evolving too and they're actually more capable of doing more stuff than our actual computers are lately. Um, what is something that is, because uh, I know looking at your website and looking at the information regarding to the, the Fuzzy Mints project, it also says that it's a gaming NFT, correct? That is correct. So we are building a play to earn game right now. I've actually been uh, sharing some sneak peeks on our Twitter and our Discord. Uh, we are mainly working right now on the assets that are going to go in the game, the final look that we want for the game. Um, and so I think in a, in a couple of weeks or, or by the end of the month, uh, we're going to have an amazing uh, teaser and trailer out for the game. That's really cool. I'm actually looking forward to that also. I'm also, I'm really into gaming myself and so are my kids. I'm also trying to, I mean, I'm always trying to find, um, games that are family friendly that i feel comfortable you know that i don't have to constantly be over my kids shoulders um you know watching to see what they're consuming or what it is that they're actually uh you know putting all their time into um as far as any other utilities that come with besides for it being used in the uh gaming side of things is there anything else that you're working on that you can share with us i know that you also have a fuzzy mints children's book as well correct yes that's correct. So we don't have it yet. This is part of our roadmap 2.0. Um, so we launched back in September. Our full launch was back in September. And uh, we completely delivered on Roadmap 1.0. And Roadmap 1.0 was really about taking this collection and gamifying it on the blockchain. Um, so we released our utility token in December, which is called Fuzzbit. We um, we have encoded a, a charity into our smart contract. We have a sales royalties program for our earliest supporters and some more supporters who are going to mint later on as well um, and so with the utility token what we wanted to do is kind of use have people use it first of all the utility token is on the polygon uh, blockchain so it doesn't really cost you an arm and leg and in, in, in gas and you can really take advantage of that ecosystem and fuzzbit is going to allow people to um, kind of level up their nfts so one of the traits that we have in fuzzy mints is called level and you can level up your fuzzy mint by using the ecosystem so one of the things the first things that you, you can do when you get a fuzzy mint is you can actually name your fuzzy mint on the blockchain um, and you use fuzzbit to be able to do that and once you do you go from level one to a level two fuzzy mint and uh, that's super amazing because people can personalize their fuzzy mint to whatever they want it's like based on their identity um, and also it gives us a a, a way to give people back because we're going to use the named fuzzy mints in our children's storybooks uh, which is part of roadmap 2.0 so leveling up on chain would also uh, we'll, we're going to introduce more utilities that people will be able to claim to level up on chain and you'll be able to level up to four with your fuzzy mint so when you, when the game actually starts you will have a leveled up fuzzy mint basically um, so it's kind of gamification before the game even comes on um, yeah, so there's a, there's a bunch of things that's been going on with our project. So that was part of Roadmap 1.0. Uh, we released a Roadmap 2.0 in around May. And, uh, and by May, 
we've we've been running for around seven to eight months as a project actively building uh, delivering and what we realized and organically we discovered that we are actually a family-friendly brand most of our holders are parents or they're actually young uh, community members um, and they love the positive vibes of fuzzy mints they love what the the brand is building and so we realized that we are actually part of a very amazing niche which is being family friendly and so based on that we created a roadmap 2.0 which included kind of um building on that brand and building on those values so a children's storybook seemed like a no-brainer for us because not only can it spread the message of positivity through the stories that we release with fuzzy mints and our um, characters the guardians but it can also feed into the story and the lore and the background of the upcoming video game so it's really a nice way of putting everything together and everything is like uh what i like to say is no utility that we have is random it all means something and it's all connected and it's all based on our brand values of either being positive positive vibes related of being family friendly of uh, being um something that gives back to the community or to charity or it is innovation because those are our brand values i really love that i love how it's it's uh from everything that you've been sharing and even from everything that i looked it is very family oriented it's family friendly and i like how it's uh you have everything set up to be more personalized to the people and if they have like you know they name their fuzzy mint and then you have the actual uh children's storybook that has it with their personalized fuzzy mint in it also as well so it actually gives them a more unique um um thing with the utility as well that i like that you guys are making um you before i get into to uh any questions about actual web3 and blockchain technology and how you feel about it i wanted to ask what was it that inspired you to make this uh an nft project and use the blockchain and everything why not just go straight forward to making a children's book or just making a cartoon like i know there's benefits to it but why is it that you chose to um actually get more involved in the web3 space and take advantage of uh the blockchain technology and actually making this into an nft project well, one of the reasons is I, I'm in love with all kinds of technology and I always like to try new things when they come up. And um, I've learned my lesson by not getting into crypto earlier, <laughs> you know, because uh, when Bitcoin first came out, me and my husband actually started mining it on our computers. And we were like, you know what, this is this is not really a big deal. Let's just stop. And that was a huge mistake. So I have made it a point to always stay on top when it comes to new technology. Our world is moving so fast. So one of the reasons I wanted to get into Web3 when I learned about it was because of this reason that I wanted to make sure that I am keeping up with the rest of our world. Basically, I'm keeping up with the rest of our uh, new generation who do like to spend most of our time online, you know. And so the metaverse for them um, is, a, is a big deal. It, it's even more relatable to them, I think, than our generation. I'm a millennial, so... So I think um, that's one of the reasons. And the other reason, obviously, is because it made sense for us as a game studio um, to explore a different revenue and business model because we come from the gaming industry where there's um, there's quite a few different business models but um, it, they all have the pros and cons so we had started with a business model of okay you're going to spend two or three years create a, a massive indie game uh, but it required a lot of capital to start with and then you know you you obviously have to put in a lot of marketing effort into that you have to complete the game fully so you'll need a team on board to finish it it's kind of like making a movie right you put all 
all a lot into production and then into marketing and then you release it and then you hope that you make all that money back um and then we explored the other business model which was free to play game mobile games which was uh somewhat better for us because we were actually using advertisements in our games and things like that and then um uh, but as a business, uh, it wasn't sustainable for us revenue and cash flow wise. So coming into the NFT scene, it was very interesting because it kind of turns all those other business models on their head. Because what you're essentially doing is you are selling to your customers and they're helping you build the project with you. So you actually, it's kind of like they're pre-ordering the game even to begin with, or they're investing in, in, in a game. Uh, they're producing this game basically. Um, by be becoming a holder so that's really interesting to me because it's it's sort of like crowdfunding but not really because they can still get benefit off of uh, what they've bought even before you've released your product um and it doesn't even end there it's not that they're just getting a product they're actually getting value because the nft might go up in price they might be able to do other things with it you know they can collect utility tokens with it so it's just it's just amazing how the whole thing works and how much innovation can happen and how you can tie it all to you know in real life uh, utility as well so i think that was what was really exciting for me to get into web3 to start the collection um you know again a, f a few different reasons but um all really good ones yeah I, I completely agree i see that um a lot of people which is going to lead to my next question a lot of people tend to question the web3 space and nfts and blockchain and all that um in cryptocurrency what would you say as a person who not only is really deeply involved, but also taking advantage of all these, you know, unique features and, and different possibilities because a blockchain, just like anything else, is evolving every single day and people are utilizing it in different ways. What would you say are some benefits to the Web3 blockchain NFT, the whole wave of that era that you saw that you wanted to take advantage of or that you see could be leading to uh, bigger advances for, I mean, bigger um, opportunities? for independent creators and people such as yourself who want to start their own project and be in full control it's like you said sometimes it's harder to start and and do like crowdfunding or or go straight to making a project and it's better to do something like this where the people who do invest in it early on can benefit from it in many different ways like you said from either selling the nft um reinvesting it or waiting until later on that the uh there's different utilities added to the actual um nft itself what are some things that actually that you believe are a good benefit of the web3 space and blockchain technology that you see uh, that you feel other companies or other people in creative should uh pay attention to that they can uh, take advantage of sure so i think the first part of your questions were what do, what would you say to someone who's like uh skeptical of web3 is i would say try it because people who haven't actually uh, stepped into the nft world or web3 world always have questions and concerns and i think the only way to mitigate those is to actually come into the space and be active in it um and the second thing is what what makes web3 so um amazing what are the pros obviously it's it's we are in a creator based uh, we're in a creator's economy right now um so there's so many things that creators there's like so many um obstacles for creators around the world when you're trying to create anything so if you're trying to sell art for example you either need to know somebody you need to have a network if you're se selling like physical pieces or if you're selling digital art you need to really make a name for yourself you need to have like build thousands of followers on instagram or things like that whereas in this kind of space you just need to 
find the right collector. Like you don't need to have thousands of followers. You don't need all of this. You just need to be in the space, in the scene and be talking to other artists and creatives. I think that's a, that's a big, big advantage. And obviously the ongoing royalties, which can be passive income for artists. That's something we've never seen before in the art world, right? So if I sell a painting today um, at a hundred dollars, because you know, that's, I'm starting out and you know, I'm nobody really knows me. That's not going to always be true. So 10 years down the line, like my stuff could be going for thousands or millions of dollars even, but I could still benefit from my first painting that I ever sold because of the inbuilt royalties that we have now on the blockchain. And this is amazing, the technology. Um, and so I also think that it's great from an investor's or a trader's point of view because you can invest in brands that are starting out right now. It's almost like if you were... Oh, you know, if you could invest in companies when they were first starting out, but they weren't really publicly listed or, you know, if they were just starting out because to be an investment in the real world, it requires there's a there's a huge criteria, right? You need to have certain income amount. But here you can start anywhere. You can get into any project which you feel has potential. So as a creator, there are benefits and as a, an investor or as a, you know, just a trader, there are benefits. Yes, I, I agree in that also. And as a, uh, I, I haven't created a project yet. It's something that I've been thinking about. I'm trying to come up with a, a good, um, you know, idea as far as a theme for it and, and uh, utility to use moving forward and everything. And I've been trying to do my best to learn from people such as yourself and other guest speakers that I have on, as well as from projects that I'm a fan of and that I've been following for quite a long time. Um, besides for the good things about the Web3 space and the NFT world and the blockchain technology, what are some bad things that you don't like that uh, you're hoping are going to change um, as far as the project creator side not as far as the consumer or the supporters of the people who are holding it in their wallet but what are some negative things that you would share as far as being a creator and a leader of a project that you see there's some things in the nft space that can kind of either mess up a project or slow down a project or make people lose their momentum is there anything that you ran into that you felt like was an issue that has either changed and gotten better or that you see still hasn't improved um, there's a few things. So obviously, um, there are things that are in your control that you can obviously, uh, you know, improve on, like things like building a community, marketing, having a proper launch strategy before you actually launch. I think one of the things that I want looking back, introspecting, retrospecting, I feel is that maybe we launched too soon before we had a larger community. Um, and that's one of the reasons that we're still slow minting uh, today. But, um, but but on the flip side, I do see that as a little bit of a blessing as well because it has allowed us to grow organically as a project and to really hone our focus into what we really want to do. Because So one of the cons that I think as a creator is um, what happens when your project sells out overnight and you have a lot of money and you have a lot of people that you need to manage and you're not prepared for it either mentally or physically or with with your team basically and i've seen that happen as well people get extremely overwhelmed um, and kind of lose the plot because everyone wants different things when they come in a lot of times people are saying you know when this and when that and and you know floor price and you know all of that so i think it can really get to you it can be really overwhelming um 
So I think that is, again, one of the things that I've seen happen. It hasn't happened to me, but it has happened to creators that I know. Um, and so it's the same as when a startup raises too much money. Um, is usually the time when they have their downfall and they're actually because they lose focus. So one of the main things that you want to do is make sure that you are ready for that amount of growth because in this space, it can happen overnight. And on the flip side, I think creators should also be ready to not sell overnight. Uh, we didn't sell overnight. And I know a lot of projects that started with us and even that started after us, it didn't sell overnight. And some creators, they stuck around, they kept building, they didn't make the whole mint out their end goal. Uh, it was just a, a, a means to their end goal, similar to what we are doing. But there were also some other creators who got really, really demotivated by it and really stressed by it and kind of let the projects go, kind of let this, uh, you know, project either slowly die out or completely shut it down because they felt like they couldn't do it or it was taking too much out of them. Um, so there's definitely a lot of lessons that we can learn from from all of this, from growing too fast or growing too slow. And I think there's place for all of it. It's just that we need to be mentally prepared as creators for both um, and not be disappointed when things don't go either because there's so many factors that happen. For example, when we launched... Um, we had it all. We had it all, right? We had like 500 plus people on, on a whitelist. We had like, uh, you know, a lot of people waiting for us to launch. And then come launch day, we had the highest gas prices that we had in two months. And so that can really like, you know, uh, it can really affect what you're doing. So even things like, and, and that was something we couldn't control. Like we didn't know why it happened. And, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't realize maybe we didn't look at what other projects were were minting with us so there's a lot of factors that go into it and again the whole market also dictates what's happening right so the market dictates trends the market dictates if you're too too early or if you're too late we were a 3d animated project when everybody was doing 2d pfps um you know and and again we didn't care because we know okay we're doing a 3d game so but but these kind of things do matter what's trending what's happening is it free mint market are we like really high mint prices market are we like 0.01 mint market so there's a lot of things that i think creators need to um learn in this in this space because it's so new and sometimes things happen that you don't even know can happen because again they're happening for the first time so i think it's always good to be flexible it's always good to be able to pivot when you need to be able to um and be able to accept what's going on i think thank you for sharing that i i, I know that there's um Right now, what I wanted to ask you also as being a female lead of the project, because uh, the mother of my kids is really into art, but she's just into to painting actual like canvases and things like that. I've been uh, trying my best to educate her. And as I learn, share whatever I learn about the Web3 space and everything and how NFTs could uh, basically help her out many different ways. What are some things because... I'm pretty sure a lot of females feel this way and a lot of people probably think this, but um, what are some things that you would say as a female creator and as a female lead of a project, do you feel are some things that you deal with that other like male creators don't deal with or hurdles that you feel get in the way? Because the first time I mentioned NFTs and, and the blockchain and all that to the mother of my kids she went looking and the first thing she said is there's no there's no females this isn't a female thing and i told her what are you talking about like that's 
I, I never even thought of it like that. But then again, when I really went looking, there's only a small amount of projects that I saw that were starting up that were getting hyped up. There's, you know, the chosen few and everyone that the, the popular ones that everyone knows about. No different than like the board eight ones uh, that they know just do out of popularity. But what would you say are some things that you probably or maybe you didn't have to deal with um, that you see other female creators dealing with as new projects entering the space that you um would basically say is, is either true or not true as far as things that uh, people have to go through or deal with coming into uh, the project as a, a female lead of a, a, a collection of NFTs. Oh, well, one thing, well, obviously there there is a lot more males in this space right now than females, but there are a lot more females than when I first started. Um, I think one of the main things, and this is something that I was lucky enough to find, is to find a community or a collective of like-minded females who are also in the same space it's because that really helps you because you know people share their issues people share their problems and you kind of can relate to each other and guide each other so i definitely think join some kind of mastermind some kind of membership some kind of like collective that you have i'm a member of a few and it really keeps me sane to be honest to have to be part of like female collectives um because we can share you know whatever's going on in in with our projects with our one-of-one -one art or whatever it is um, I think one of the the misconceptions when it comes to female-led projects is there, that they're supposed to be women PFPs. Um, and, and for me, I think that was challenging because Fuzzy Mints is not visibly a woman-led project for that uh, reason. Because people are like, oh, it's woman-led, but it's not a woman PFP. Okay, so, so that's, I think th those shouldn't be mixed together. Because there are a lot of uh, women-led projects um, that are not completely like female-oriented. And that's absolutely fine. And the, uh, the, uh, the converse is also absolutely fine. Um, I think as a female in any industry to get started, it is challenging because we do create from a different point of view, from a different perspective sometimes. And if the majority of your market is, is the, you know, completely different, like they're males and they like the apes and they like the kind of cats and they like the, you know, the kind of art that, that other male uh, artists or creators are doing, then maybe the product that you create is not exactly the right fit for that demographic, which is the main majority of the Web3 space and the NFT buyers. So for example, when I see my in my own holders, they're a mix of people, but generally they're people who don't identify you know, exclusively, most of them, I'm not saying all of them, but most of them, they don't exclusively identify as male. And so, you know, that's that's very interesting to me. So it's it's a mix of of of, of people. It's a very diverse group of people, um, and so I think may, uh, that's one of the reasons that maybe projects don't get that hyped when they're coming out because they're led by women. I think one of the things that I personally experienced was that because I'm like, hey, this is a gaming and utility project um, and I'm doing a video game. And so people are like, oh, you're doing a video game and you're a, a female. So in the game industry still there is that stigma, even though there are so many women game developers uh, right now in the game industry. So there's definitely challenges, I think, for women in any industry when starting out. But we're relentless and we will still go out there and, and do the thing that we want to do the most and, and ride it out and create brands and create our own demographic and bring more women into the space and bring women who are not into the space at all into the space and, and get to know them and create, you know, and there are obviously um, men out there that do appreciate women-led 
um, projects for this very reason because they don't get the hype that they deserve uh, as other male projects or even doxed creator projects. Um, so I mean, I've I've had this conversation with with people a few times, and I was like, and I was like, if if I could go back in time, I probably wouldn't dox myself as a um, well, f first of all, as a woman, but also as um, as a Muslim woman who is based in the Middle East. You know, I don't think exactly works in my favor, unfortunately, right now. But uh, you know, we live and learn, and I think um, I still think that it's it's okay to again, have projects that don't have super hype and they don't uh, mint out immediately because, you know, it's it's a part, of, not everyone can and that's absolutely okay. And so, you know, I think the space is growing. We are getting more, more women into crypto and into NFTs. Um, and I think the faith in women creators is increasing. Um, we are also seeing that a lot of projects that have been rug pulls have not been run by women. And that is something that I've personally seen. I mean, I don't have facts or statistics here, but I'm just talking because I do a lot of NFT buying myself. I have over 200 NFTs. And the projects that are run by women, I've never felt like they've backed out. They've, they, they keep working relentlessly, regardless of floor price, regardless of you know how many are minted. It's like they continue to deliver. And I think that's something that I think you know, a lot of women can relate to that we always continue to deliver regardless of what's happening around us. Yes, I really agree with you. That's something I wanted to mention also as well that I have noticed that there's, um, whether it's rug pulling or just the lack of activity after minting or after launch, um, what I've seen and noticed that there's a lot more female-led projects that are consistent with staying on top of things like uh, staying in contact with community, um, content creating and things like that, which is, I have to agree with you, that's something that uh, I've seen female creators be more um, on point with compared to other projects. And and on top of that, a lot of the female-led projects have a lot more supporters and a lot more backing. But in, in the sense of uh, people in the project, they'll be the ones with the smaller amount of people in the project and still able to put out more content and more useful information um, than compared to other projects that have a larger number of people involved that I've noticed as well. It's one of those things that sometimes I... I wonder whether it's the fact that if it's too much to handle or whether it's a thing that people are just looking to make a quick flip and get in and get out. Um, but I do agree with you on that as well. Um, before getting out of here, it's been half an hour that we've had you here and I really appreciate your time and I want to be respectful of everyone else's time that's that's showing up and uh, um, supporting and listening. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Just in case if uh, you missed the beginning of this, this is being recorded and you can listen, it, uh, listen to it on the Clocking Out podcast Twitter spaces. If not, this will also be uh, live on all our playlists on any of your favorite audio streaming platforms and um, up above I have linked some uh, tweets so you can get more information regarding uh, Saba and I'm, I hope I'm saying your name right am I Saba? You are. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and yeah. uh, uh, from her, as well as any of her projects, um, I put all the links up there if you want to get more informed on Fuzzy Mints, if you would like to check it out on OpenSea, or if you would like to follow them on any of their social media accounts, just check the links that I shared up above. But uh, before I get out of here, what I wanted to ask you is, what is your plans moving forward? Where do you, where do you see Fuzzy Mints in the next 10, 15, 20 years down the line? What is your main big goal that you would like to accomplish with this project later on down the line 
Oh, wow. That is, that's, that really excites me. Um, so I see Fuzzy Mints as a real brand, not just a Web3 uh, brand, but a global family-friendly brand that started in Web3. Um, my dream is building really the next Lego. Uh, there are things on a roadmap like, you know, theme parks and toy ranges and, and animated series and even animated feature films. Um, because I just feel like there's so much potential in this brand. There's so much potential in where we can take this. Um, and also, you know, with, with things like with our storybooks that we're doing, it's not just going to be for people that are in Web3, it's going to be in general. So I'm here building a world-class, family-friendly brand um, that's going to be as big as, as, as Lego, you know, or, or, or even like Disney, you know. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if like Disney acquires a certain future. That's like my dream, you know. I'd be like, hey, we're a Disney product now. Um, so really, that's the dream, to keep building, to... to you know, and, and think about it, like we, we, we launched back in 2021 and I think we've put that stamp July 2021, September 2021. We're on the blockchain. We, we are making history. And so we're being one of the first women-led projects that are in gaming. I really believe that we can take this, you know, so far, so far. And so my personal um, dream is to build a legacy really of this these cute creatures that spread positivity you know something that I can pass down basically to to my children and you know that this is what we this is what we created that's really impressive and that's really nice I really like everything that you guys have been doing with your project um, I like how it's really family oriented and family friendly um, I love the colors I love the designs I love how you guys are giving back um, not only by spreading positivity but also by you know doing charitable do uh, donations um, I really hope everyone takes the time to check out Saba's project and go check out uh, Fuzzy Mints follow them um, check them out on OpenSea and uh, is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners and share with everybody before we get out of here? Yes, absolutely. We um, we actually have a very unique um, community rewards program that is uh, active right now. It's called the Fuzzy Champions. And what we are doing is rewarding people to spread awareness of other projects. So, you know, it's like engaging with our tweets, you know, spreading it out, you know, talking about it in spaces, things like that. And we reward people by giving them a percentage of the mint. We have some champions in the room right now, Tom, Luna, G's for great. Um, they're all champions um, and we do weekly payouts. So every time there's a mint, you know that you're going to get a payout. Um, and it's, it's a unique program that we just started. Um, and so not a lot of people understand it, but I really want people to explore it. If you are the kind of person that loves NFT projects, likes to talk about them, likes to tweet about them, um, likes to spread awareness about them, share that alpha with your friends, uh, then the Champions program is for you. We love giving back to our community. We love rewarding them. We love sharing. Uh, we think that the only way to build is to build together. We value your opinions. Um, so it's, it's a great community to be a part of. I take care of you guys. I'm a nurturer. I, I, I love my holders and I want this project. The main reason that keeps me going is that I want this project to be of value to the people who have believed in me. So, so yeah, mint a fuzzy and come join our community and become a fuzzy champion. 
Thank you so much, Saba. I really like how you guys are really focused on giving back to the community and to other people. That's really amazing. That's not something a lot of projects do. So that says a lot about you, yourself, and as well as your community and the people behind the project. So thank you very much for doing that, for giving back. Thank you for being so positive and spreading love. Um, everybody here, just in case before we leave, be sure to send me a DM or a DM to the Clocking Out podcast uh, profile and uh, share something you learned about Fuzzy Mints or Saba and her project what is going on everybody to collect today's poap to commemorate today's spaces we are going to use a secret phrase you're going to open your poap apps go down to the bottom right hand corner where it says mint then you're going to select secret phrase and you're going to enter today's secret phrase which is fuzzy wuzzy capital f capital w all one word fuzzy wuzzy f u z z y w u z z y all one word fuzzy wuzzy you'll be able to claim this po app up until our next episode of twitter spaces so good luck there's only a limited amount thank you guys for tuning in and showing love and we appreciate all the support see you guys on the next one and I will send you a link to collect today's POAP, okay? I made a POAP today to commemorate our spaces. I'm not the best uh, graphic designer here, but I put a little something together um, to commemorate today. I would like to thank you, Saba, so much for coming by and sharing information and giving your time today for me and the listeners to learn more about your project, Fuzzy Mints. Um, nothing but the best of luck. Good vibes to you and the rest of the team, and I hope everybody has a good rest of the day. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in, everybody, and for showing love. Please make sure you click on the fuzzy mints profile and follow and also show some love to the links up above and uh yeah this has been another episode of clocking out thank you so much Saba, for coming through and everybody for listening thank you thank you have a nice day enjoy bye guys